0: Nets fans, Kevin Durant is back, I guess. What is going on, Nets fans? It is, as always, your host, your boy, Neil Villapiano. And welcome to another edition of the Bridge to the Nets podcast right here on the Basketball Podcast Network, your one-stop place to get everything you need to know about your black and white team, the Brooklyn Nets. As always, guys, thank you so much for taking time out of your day to check this episode out. Thank you, guys, as always, for taking time out of your day to check these episodes out. Greatly, greatly appreciate it. And this podcast episode and everything we do here at the Basketball Podcast Network are, as always, sponsored by our friends over at DraftKings Sportsbook. Make sure, guys, as always, when you sign up for DraftKings to use our promo code tbpn and tell them that neil villapiano sent you folks you you gotta love this team because they always have a bunch of things a bunch of stories and different things like that to keep you interested right they you know it's like it's like in the godfather it's they keep bringing me back in just when you feel like you're you're gonna just step away be done with it. You're not trying to focus on it. They constantly come out with more news. And Kevin Durant, or more or less the Nets, uh, decided that they wanted to put the kibosh on the trade room, ru- the, not the trade rumors, the trade demands and all that stuff. And we're going to obviously talk about it. Uh, we're also going to be talking about Kyrie Irving as well, all of a sudden being very committed to the Nets. We're also going to be talking about some potential rumors of guys the Nets um, could, in, in in other cases, most likely not. Uh, bring in for this season and maybe beyond, depending on the situation. We're going to give a quick Ben Simmons health update, which is uh, another good sign. It's a physical health update. So, you know, we got to keep our eyes on that. And finally, ladies and gentlemen, the Nets uh, made an announcement on Thursday of a specific uniform that, backed by popular demand, is going to be back for the upcoming 2022 23 season. That I know for one, I am super, super excited about. So, As always, guys, we have a bunch to get to. Thanks again to our wonderful team. But we have a bunch to get to here on this edition of the Bridge to the Nets podcast. So let's not waste any more time and tip this one off. So we kick things off with the big news. Uh, The one that I don't know if it was something that we were all waiting for or everything like that. But because just with the way this season has gone and the way our two main superstars act, you never know what's going to happen next. You know, they're like magicians. You just never know the next surprise they're going to give you. Um, but we got probably the biggest surprise of them all when on Tuesday morning, next general manager Sean Marks put out a statement. There was no caption on it either. It was just a picture of a statement. And it reads the following. Quote, Coach Steve Nash and I, together with Governors Joe Sy and Clara Wu Tsai, met with Kevin Durant and Rich Kleiman, um, Kevin Durant's business partner, in Los Angeles yesterday or on Monday. Uh, Mark said in his statement, we have agreed to move forward with our partnership. We are focusing on basketball with one collective goal in mind, building a lasting franchise to bring a championship to Brooklyn. So with that statement, they have pretty much announced that Kevin Durant has rescinded, at least for the time being, his trade demand and is committed to playing for the Brooklyn Nets. And right off the bat, the thing that is so funny about this is the first couple of words, "Coach Steve Nash and I." Reminder, the two guys that Katie Told Josai to fire in order for Kevin Durant to be okay with staying in Brooklyn. So once again, Josai, along with the goat herself, Miss Clara, Mrs. Clara Woosai, basically once again called out Katie's bluff and said no. And if you remember, Josai put out a tweet the same day that that report came out about Katie asking for Marks and Nash to be fired, um, that he backs the staff. Uh I can, you know, I'm definitely. Okay with him backing Shaw Marks, but obviously still not happy that Steve Nash is here. And uh, I kind of was hoping that Katie would say, just fire Steve Nash and we're good. So that everybody, including Nets fans, would be on board with that and say, yeah, 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 do that, do that, do that. But everybody, for good reasons and not so great reasons, uh, for good news and bad news, uh, everybody is uh, now staying with the Nets, which is fortunate and unfortunate. But Anyway, uh, Durant's four-year contract extension that he signed last summer, as we know, uh, begins this upcoming year. It's worth 194 million dollars. This is a massive W by Sean Marks and Joe Sai to find a way to, I guess, convince or basically just go to Katie and say, "Look, dude, we gave you the opportunity to do what you needed to do, and your best option is to stay with us and." That's what it is. So take it or leave it. And Kevin Durant, whether he reluctantly did it or not, along with Rich Kleiman, decided that they were going to stay in uh, in Brooklyn. And I know Patrick Beverly, who obviously is not afraid to run his mouth, um, who also now was just recently acquired by the Los Angeles Lakers from Utah, uh, had choice words for Kevin Durant um, on Twitter Basically, the gist of it was that uh, Katie demanding a trade and forcing and trying to force this to trade him uh, really hurt a lot of other players in free agency because a lot of teams were hesitant to make other moves um, while Kevin Durant was available on the market. And so Pat Bev called out Katie for that. Katie responded as he would accustom to doing so, uh, with basically saying, like, you know, I am who I am and I don't really care what you think or what anybody thinks. Just a typical Kevin Durant reaction to something when someone calls him out. Um, but nonetheless, I think this is a massive job well done by Joe Sy and Sean Marks because they put their foot in the ground and said, we're not going to just do whatever you say, you know, anymore. I mean, granted, Steve Nash is still here. So maybe that Maybe that's not entirely true. Probably not anyway. It does kind of beg the question as to, you know, why is Steve Nash still here? Like, you know, I don't know. I don't know. It just it, a lot of it is just constantly going off the immaturity and the lack of leadership uh, that the Nets have as an organization, which again, it it hurts to say that if you think back only to three years ago, before Katie and Kyrie showed up, how um, committed everybody was and how much they were respected around the league and things like that. It's very unfortunate that we're at this point. But again, it is the point that we're at, and this is the price you pay to have two immature, very immature, and potentially some of the most immature players uh, in the NBA on your team. So, yeah. But nonetheless, for them to be able to get Katie to recommit, so to speak, is a W. Now, this does not mean that KD is just going to forget about demanding a trade and focus in and all that stuff. There's always the possibility, and especially with the way things go for the Nets of late, there's always the chance that something else could come up that creates even more drama, even more chaos, even more things to talk about, even here on the podcast, all that stuff. So at this moment, you feel happy, but you're also very cautious about it all Um, and very much like, look, there's still a very likely chance that that something stupid is going to happen with one, one, two, or three of these guys, including Ben Simmons. That just creates more instead of just trying to focus on the job that is in front of everybody and that is to just play basketball. So that's that's that. So as a fan of watching basketball, I'm obviously happy that KD is back with the Nets. Uh, What this proves is that Again, Durant was just really never going to go anywhere. I firmly believe that KD asked to be traded because he was trying to help his boy Kyrie get that contract extension, and the Nets called the bluff of everybody. Uh, When I say the Nets, I mean uh, Marks and both Joe um, and uh, also Clara Sy. And shout out to Clara Sy, because she was the one person that was not involved in talking in any of these negotiations until now. And I do actually wonder how much she actually said in this meeting, um, which, you know, if she did, that's that's a, dubbing, that's a dub for her as well. So a job well done. So at the end of the day, Kevin Durant, at least for now, is committed to the Nets. And all I can really say about it, guys, is let's just see what happens, because right now there's still so much uncertainty. And all we could do is just get the training camp and things and see how this team uh, comes together. So continuing on with the immaturity of certain players on the team, we got to focus our attention to the other big-name player on our team, and that is Kyrie Irving. Um, And some things came out about Kyrie, all positive, um, which is really funny, um, to say the least. Uh, On Monday, Sham Sharania also reported that the Nets have told any interested team they're not trading Kyrie Irving. And this happened before... um, The Nets made the announcement about KD staying. So what that tells me is that the Nets were talking, Nets obviously were talking to KD on uh, Monday. And once they were done, or maybe even before they were done, uh, they informed uh, Kyrie to say, look, he's, you know, KD's coming back. Like, this is what's going to happen. And then they decided to go and tell every team interested to say, look, KD is going to be recommitting today. Um, Kyrie wants to stay and play with Kevin Durant and commit to this. So we're not trading Kyrie anytime soon. Again, just like everything else, things can change, and especially with Kyrie Irving at any second, literally any second, even as I'm recording this episode, things can happen. So there's that. Uh, Sharania also reported that Kyrie Irving has been working out with teammates this offseason and has held quote, constructive dialogue and quote with the team this summer. I don't know exactly what teammates they're referring to. I know a bunch of the guys, um, you know, TJ Warren, Sumner, two of the new guys, um, Claxton, Dayron Sharp, Joe Harris as well, Ben Simmons. They're all at the Nets practice facility, and they've been working out the last couple of days. So I don't know exactly what teammates he's referring to, um, but, you know, there's that. Um, It should also be noted at this moment that the Nets can sign Kyrie to an extension whenever they want. So they could do that tomorrow if they fail. They could do it today. You know, whenever you're listening to this podcast episode, they could do it today. You know, you, you just it's just a matter of the Nets and Kyrie actually agreeing on something, which I think the Nets would rather just play it out and see where it goes and then maybe offer him an extension uh, at the end of the season. So we'll see about that. I also know that Katie and Kyrie have been working out together in Los Angeles uh, with some other NBA players, including James Harden, which is like, just kind of funny because it's like, oh, look, Harden, is playing against uh, KD and Kyrie. Won't be the last time we see that. Um, But nonetheless, you know, I see other guys uh, working with them, like Trey Young as well. Uh, Just a couple of guys. Um, But as far as the rest of the team, you know, we'll see what happens. But now you look at it, KD coming back, committed to the Nets, technically speaking. Kyrie committed to the Nets, technically speaking. And all this is tentative. All this is like, we'll see. We will just have to wait and see what happens. And you can tell by my voice that I'm not really jumping up and down and excited about it. It's just like, okay, great. Not really surprised considering the logistics of all of it. It was just never going to happen with either one of them. So now that the Nets called them out on their BS and put their foot in the ground, is somebody going to end up becoming a leader on this team and taking the bull by the horns? That remains to be seen. So we'll see. But Kyrie seems to be, rocking and rolling now and again hopefully for an extended period of time we can get through the rest of this offseason and into training camp and into the regular season and focus on winning a championship and playing basketball because that is what we're all most interested and focused on as fans as media and things like that but again with katie and Kyrie. You never know when more drama comes around the corner and hits you like a brick wall, like running into a brick wall. So, yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll see where this goes uh, over the next uh, couple of months. So now I want to shift only a tad bit, and I want to go to some rumors. And they involve three different players, uh, two that involve free agency and one that involves a trade. And the trade would be another blockbuster, blockbuster trade. And the Nets have already been involved in two of them. And uh, what's to say that they can't try to get themselves involved in the third one? So let's start with the first uh, rumor. Uh, Thomas Darrell of Heavy.com reported that there have been talks around the league of Mellow coming to Brooklyn and agreeing on a contract. It has also been reported numerous times over this week that KD has uh, been in contact with Melo and it has expressed a massive desire for him to come to the Nets and play with KD, Kyrie, and all of that. Um, this is not the first time that Melo has been rumored to come to the Nets. The first time was when he was in his prime and he was looking to get out of Denver and the Nets were one of the teams. Although I continue to believe Melo used the Nets to try to get the Knicks more involved and eventually trade for him. But that's that. Uh, I know last summer was the, kind of the same thing that the Nets were thinking about bringing in Carmelo Anthony. And uh, now we're in a, now we're in a situation again. Um, it should also be noted and I'll probably mention it again later in this episode, it should be noted that the Nets currently have six roster spots available for training camp. Um, So they have 14 players at the moment. uh, And I don't know if they have to get to 20, but there's six roster spots. And the Nets also have their um mid-level exception of six million dollars which they are allowed to use to sign different players to lower term deals they don't have to they're not forced to spend it all in one place so it is possible and mellow could certainly get the veterans minimum because let's face it does he really need any more money no does he want to win a championship yeah i mean that's what it is um mellow is currently 38 years of age so obviously his best years are behind him this past year when he was playing with the lakers he averaged 13.3 points per game 4.2 rebounds per game and an assist uh, per game. We all know with the rebounds, how much, how vocal uh, Mello is now Mello, We all know there's very little, unless, you know, Steve Nash, once again, just allows Katie and Kyrie to run the team, which more likely than not um, there. I don't think Melo would, should come here and be a starter because he's just not starter material at this point. He didn't start with the Lakers. So if, if Mello is willing to once again come off the bench, then maybe it'll work. Um, it could be good in a small ball lineup with Ben Simmons at the five, Katie at the four, Melo at the three. Um, I mean, I, I'd like to see a lineup maybe sometimes of of uh, Kyrie, Joe Harris, or Seth Curry, either one. Um, you know, Kyrie, Joe Harris, slash um, Curry. Uh, Kevin Durant, or Melo, Kevin Durant, and Ben Simmons. And there have been talks about Ben Simmons potentially playing center in a small ball lineup. I still think the Nets need to create you know some more big mens and still need to get uh, some height. But if they want to do a small ball lineup for whatever reason, um you know, that's possible. So, yeah, I mean, you know, from a name perspective, obviously be kind of like dope, but you know, could he help us? Only one could help. So we'll see how much uh, how much this ends up being true. We'll see if the Nets actually do make a move. I'm hoping now that with Katie and Kyrie, technically speaking, being committed now, that the Nets can shift their entire focus on building the rest of the roster around these two guys. And I'm sure they're going to listen to both of those guys about you know, what guys they should go after and things like that. But I know the Nets will probably do their own due diligence as well. So the second rumor comes from uh, Chris Milholland of Nets Daily. Uh, and he reported that Brooklyn and... Markeith Morris, the other brother, um, the other the brother of uh, Marcus Morris, have a mutual interest in one another, and he wrote: "League uh, sources tell Nets Daily that the Nets and Markeith Morris have mutual interest. Morris, a 32-year-old, six-foot-eight power forward, is an unrestricted free agent, and the Nets currently have two openings on their 15-man roster. Overall, as I mentioned before, the Nets have six openings on their 20-man training camp roster. So." They have two more roster spots to make it to 15, which is what they'll need once the season starts, but they do have six spots in total um, for training camp. Uh, So there's that. With the Kevin Durant trade requested rescinded and and the Nets not need to keep roster spots open, Brooklyn is expected to move soon on signing. So now the Nets might be a lot more active in the free agent market and things like that because now the major you know, black clouds over that franchise this offseason for the time being have been lifted. Uh, a Morse signing would presumably be for the veterans minimum. Again, not a surprise. Uh, Morris is a valued veteran role player who understands his role on a roster, and that can be dangerous. He averaged 7.6 points and 2.6 boards per contest with limited minutes due to injury. He is a 12-year veteran in the league with a reputation to bring toughness and grit to the floor coming off the bench. Which is definitely something that we need, and that is why I was so big on the Nets trying to get PJ Tucker earlier this offseason before all of this, um, all this stuff hit the fan because of that grittiness, that toughness, that defense. Um, but Marky Morris can can bring it to an extent as well. Uh, would definitely be a good big body guy to have, and um, you know, just to you know bring some attitude that this team really does need. And maybe some leadership as well, because he's obviously been in the league for over a decade, and he has this, a very similar goal, and that is to try to win a championship. So we'll see if there's any substance to that. I think from the two free agency reports that I've mentioned with Carmelo and Markeith Morris, if I had to pick, I would say the more likely addition is probably Markeith Morris. Because if there is interest between both parties, and that's reported, if it's to be believed to be true, then it would be only a matter of time. As far as is Mello interested in coming to the Nets, I don't know. What we do know from that, again, is that um, Kevin Durant wants Mello. The question is, does Mello want to play with all this that's going on, or that could potentially go on? Um, well, that remains to be seen. But those are the two free agency rumors that I've seen of late. Now, here's the big one. And it involves Donovan Mitchell of the Utah Jazz a lot of you probably already know this, but if you don't, let me explain. Tony Jones, who is the athletics beat writer for the Jazz, uh, he created a little bit of stir among Nets fans on Thursday when he wrote uh, this specific part from the article about Utah's Donovan Mitchell. Uh, Donovan Mitchell hasn't asked for a trade from the Jazz, according to sources. But if he were to be traded, sources say his preferred destination would be one of three places, the Knicks, the Miami Heat, and the Brooklyn Nets. Now, Mitchell can't be traded to the Nets as long as Ben Simmons is on the roster, which makes that destination unlikely, and now even more unlikely with Kevin Durant staying put. The Heat simply don't have the assets that the Jazz are looking for, which makes that destination unlikely. The Knicks have the assets that the Jazz seek, which has made them a natural potential trade partner. And I know from what we've heard that the Knicks and Jazz have talked before about a Donovan Mitchell trade, which I still think if we're to bank on him being traded, he ends up with the Knicks. As much as I would love to have a, um, you know, a big three to once again have a big three of, Katie, Kyrie, and Donovan Mitchell, it's just realistically not possible. The Nets don't really have assets; they lost all those in the in the uh, James Harden trade, and they can't. They would have to include Ben Simmons, but we don't know if the Jazz would want Ben Simmons. So, there's that. Um, It also has been reported that the Nets, according to various sources, are very high on Ben Simmons. So I think the Nets really, really want to make this work with Ben Simmons. They want him on the court. They want him to play. They want him to be a part of this franchise. So I think, again, I think the chances are very, very slim. Very slim. Uh, Mitchell is a native of Elmsford, New York, in Westchester County. His father is the Mets Senior Director of Player Relations and has worked for the Amazons for nearly a quarter century. So I think there's the chance that Mitchell wants to come home and play in New York, but it makes more sense for everybody if he went to the Knicks. That's just the way that I look at it. But I think what's interesting about the fact that the Nets were involved in this is that for a good amount of period, not really no free agents had a desire to come to the Nets because of Katie and Kyrie wanting out. But now that Katie and Kyrie you know, tech, I, I keep trying to, I have to keep repeating myself technically want to still be here. That makes the Nets obviously a lot more attractive because it gives free agents a chance to maybe come and, you know, play and win a championship and play with two of the best talented players by talents uh, in the NBA. Uh, Brian Lewis has reported that some free agents had passed on the Nets following KD's trade request and Kyrie Irving's opt-in leading to uncertain times in the free agent market. As I mentioned before, indeed, the Nets still have been using their $6.5 million taxpayer's mid-level exception in free agency. It's still available, but there aren't any free agents likely to be worth that big of a contract. None of them, not a single one. The NBA's uh, the collective bargaining agreement permits teams to break up the TMLE into pieces. So that, a lot of that is what I mentioned before, where the Nets could break that middle of the mid-level exception apart and use it to sign multiple free agents to fill up the roster for 15 and also the training camp roster as well. So there is all of that. And now the nets um, are much more of an attractive place to a lot of the available free agents. Uh, also noted the nets will have six openings on their 20 man roster, as we mentioned before, and they are currently tied with the Charlotte Hornets for the most in the league. Um, I don't know if the Nets have to get the 20 players for training camp. Maybe they do. I'm not entirely sure. Um, but nonetheless, guys, the Nets are going to be busy over the next two or three weeks as we get closer to training camp because they want to fill out the roster, of course, to at least get to 15. But it will be intriguing to see what other guys they're going to bring in to at least start for training camp and kind of go from there. So, you know, let's let's see where uh, where things go. Um, progress but it's kind of nice in a way for the Nets to be in some rumors for some other guys that could come and play with us to kind of round out the roster so as always guys we will uh we'll keep our eyes on all of that as we go forward college football is back it's time to enjoy the tradition the fun and the great offers from DraftKings Sportsbook to celebrate the best time of the year Right now, new customers can bet just $5 on any team and get $200 in free bets instantly, win or lose. If that's not enough action, you could also place the same game early for a shot at an even bigger payout. Just combine multiple bets into one, like which team will get the win, which team to score first, and more. So if you're feeling lucky and if you feel confident, if you're a fan of Rutgers football like I am, you could do a same-game parlay to bet that Rutgers will go to Ohio State and beat the Buckeyes in Columbus, which we all know how that's most likely going to happen. But still, if you feel confident enough, you could do just that and put a bunch of bets together and bet on that same-game parlay. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. Best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now, use our promo code THPN, bet just $5 on college football, and get $200 in free bets instantly. That's code THPN, only at DraftKings Sportsbook. So now we shift to the other of the three stars on this team, and that is the curious case of Ben Simmons. Uh, We do have a health update er from earlier this week. Uh, Sham Sherrani, as we've talked about before from The Athletic, reported that Ben Simmons has been cleared for three-on-three workouts and expected to be at full physical health by training camp. Physical. Stephen A. Smith of ESPN talked about, he mentioned earlier this week that he spoke to Ben Simmons personally. They ran into each other. And he said that um, Ben Simmons said to Stephen A. He had a lot of stuff going on, but he is 1,000% ready to go to play this season and play with the Nets and be a part of this franchise. So, you know, again, we hope, we just hope, right? Like, again, all of this is the hope that these guys are actually committed and playing and don't go off on on random tangents for no damn reason. Like, this is the hope that we're having. So from a physical standpoint, it's great that Ben Simmons is moving forward and being able to play. We know he had surgery earlier this year or after the season. So from a physical standpoint, it's great. Now it's also about, is he going to be fully mentally and emotionally ready to go when training camp begins? That remains to be seen, but it's nice to get that quick update uh, from Ben Sim- about Ben Simmons, basically. But the fifth and final thing I wanted to talk about here on this edition of the Bridgestone Nets podcast is something that just puts a smile on my face. that gets me excited. It has nothing to do with team play Or, you know, acquisitions or hirings or firings. It has to do with what the players wear on the court. Because the Brooklyn Nets announced on Thursday that they are bringing back the famed fan favorite Stars and Stripes uniform for the upcoming season. And it has been revealed as the Nets 2022-23 Classic Edition uniform. Basically, Every NBA team has a retro uniform that they've worn before that they rebranded and, you know, reworked a little bit through Nike and are bringing it back. Myself and many Nets fans have talked before about how much we love those jerseys and how much we wanted to see them back on, you know, the court and and seeing them. Uh, I'd be curious to know if there will be a court as well involved in this um, because I think it would be great. I think it would be awesome. And uh, I'm just so pumped they brought it back. Uh, this throwback classic was debuted 50 years ago in 1972 and worn by the Nets until 1981, which is considered to be, in that period, one of the most iconic eras in franchise history. Now, Andrew Carson, who is a senior vice president of brand marking strategy, and solutions at BSE Global, which is the parent company of the Nets and Barclays Center, uh, he spoke to NBA.com and gave us a little bit of an idea as to why this happened and uh everything like that. He said, quote, the revival of the Stars and Stripes uniform is exciting for both the longtime supporters of the Nets, like myself, and an entirely new generation of fans. This uniform was immensely popular and has become synonymous with one of the greatest periods in Nets his- hits, one of the greatest periods in Nets history, and we're looking forward to seeing its return to the hardwood in front of our fans in Brooklyn this season. And so the question I'm sure for a lot of you guys is why was that period so important for, or why is that period considered so big in Nets history? Um, Because it mainly involves the Nets uh, prior to them playing in the NBA. And that is because the Nets... When they they introduced this uniform, the Stars and Stripes uniform in February of 1972, when the Nets were in Long Island playing at the Nassau Coliseum, beginning with the team's run to the ABA Championship Series that season, this uniform became a symbol of the Nets' dominance in the ABA's final years with Dr. J. Julius Irving, who was the Nets' first superstar. He won three MVP awards and the Nets winning championships in both 1974 and our bicentennial in 1976. The team later revived the Stars and Stripes uniforms and wore them once again from the years 1983 to the end of 1990. So this has been a uniform that has been uh, loved and admired and praised by not just Nets fans, but NBA fans and certainly fans of jerseys uh, for many, many generations. Designed by Nike, the new uniform is a replica of the white stars and stripes uniform first worn 50 years ago. The jersey boasts the red Nets mark across the chest and the signature blue stripe with three stars is flanked by two red stripes down the left side panel. Pattern continues through the shorts, which feature two white stars. And of course, if you go on the Nets social and if you go to both my Twitter at Bridge to Nets and also Instagram at Bridge to Nets, you will see the jerseys for yourself. The Stars and Stripes uniform has shown up throughout various moments in pop culture, including being featured on the cover of the NBA Street Volume 2 video game that was released in 2003, and that was when Dr. J was on the cover. Because again, very well-loved and admired jersey. Uh, More recently, the uniform was ranked in the top 10 of ESPN's all-time best jerseys in NBA history. Which is so interesting because that dominant period the Nets had, winning championships, was not even in the NBA, it was in the ABA. And again, I know the Nets brought it back from 83 to 1990, but at the same time, the Nets weren't that good. And so the Nets, what's great about it is that they bring back the ABA history, a period that was great. I'm hoping that Dr. J, who I know probably uh, is more of a fan of the Sixers than he is of the Nets, I do hope that when the Nets finally wear these jerseys on the court, that they bring him in uh, to honor him and honor other players who wore that uniform that are still with us today. Um, But this is something that has been asked and in many ways demanded by Nets fans for a very long time. And with the fact that we constantly – you know, have you know new jerseys coming out every year. It just made sense. Uh I'm also excited to see what the Nets do with their other jerseys. I know that there's rumors about a white Basquiat jersey, which would be really dope. Um, don't know exactly what else the Nets may decide to do. I think their main white and black uniforms obviously they'll stay the same. I think the Nets gray one may still be involved. As far as the classic edition, the one that we wore last year um is gonna be you know, out the door and then we'll bring in the uh, stars and stripes, but it's going to be really exciting to see those on the, on the court for the first time. Uh, we'll probably see him again when media day rolls around for training camp and guys will be wearing them, but nonetheless, a very exciting and very positive thing to kind of end this episode on with those jerseys coming back. So shout out to Nike, shout out to the NBA and certainly shout out to the Nets for making this decision to bring them back. So, The Stars and Stripes uniforms that we've all been hoping for are back after 50 years, for the first time in, well, not 50 years, but um, 50 years after they were first debuted, and they will be the Nets Classic Edition jersey for the 2022-23 season. So we're bringing it back old school, and I got to tell you, I am super pumped about it.